We are there and we are live and the bandwidths are with us today. That is a good sign. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live from Vero Beach with two sisters. And good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva, reporting to you live from the circle in North Haven. And it is a very chilly, cold Thursday morning. And of course, we expect this for this time of year. I do have to say, <laughs> with the uh, glass doors in the media room open, the colors are just absolutely splendid. There's no place like the Northeast uh, during this time of year. It's, it's really getting very, very beautiful. You have to take some pictures because I'm a little jelly because actually this time in last year, I love that about social media, they kind of always brings you back to where you were on any particular day in the past. So this time last year, I was actually heading to Worcester and I've got pictures of me on the flight and then a cute picture of me with Reagan and Jedrick, our grandchildren saying, Nani, are you gonna stay with us? Like it was like a big sleepover for them because that was really the first time that I had been back and I'd only been gone really at that point a month. And I was in Florida for a month and I flew back home. I think I had a hair appointment with my, my master in Worcester. Uh, just love him to death. So it's kind of cool. But then also another memory came up. You know, you think about what's trending on Thursday. And when you, when you think about what's trending, you not only think about what's currently trending, but you think prior years, again, because of how social media will reflect your past things. So four years ago today, I was in also in Florida, I was in Deland, Florida, getting ready for a Thrive event that daddy attended. So at that point, he was really about three, a little over three weeks shy of turning 90. And he, uh, you know, I had the event and then uh, he, he was up and we had a surprise 90th, which was amazing. So it's, it's memories are good. Yeah, they're, they're good and they remind, remind you of kind of what was trending in the past. And what I love about that is kind of reflects on what's present or reflective of your present day. Right. So memories are really the basis of our, and the foundation of our family's history or, you know, just certain or pertinent things going, <laughs> excuse me, on in our lives that happen. Um, and that's what I love about Facebook. I'm not gonna, going to get into what I don't like about Facebook. Yeah, that's not, it's not even worth it. Um, but it's not, and it's also trending. What's not fun about Facebook? But we're not going to go into that today. We're going to go now, into Twitter. And Twitter. And all I would say about Twitter and tweets, Twitter Shame on you, lock, locking White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany out of her personal account. And that's all I'm going to say on that subject. Yeah, it wasn't so nice. Some, some people could just, you know, people, and when I say people, a lot of people, when they hear about a company, they're forgetting that there are people that are in charge of that company. Sometimes you have a CEO, sometimes you have a you know, one-time owner, uh, maybe you have a board, whatever. But when I find uh, tech companies doing those kinds of things, 
it's almost opposite, in my opinion, it's almost opposite of when, what their intention is for. For me, the intention of tech companies in social media is really about connecting with people. Uh, that was the spirit of why things were created. Uh, obviously, Twitter was more about short line, you know, one-liners, you know, paragraphs, whatever, sharing news, sharing what was going on in your life, uh, the entertainment world, the arts and, you know, music, whatever it may be. And the same thing for, I uh, remember, I think it was called MySpace. Um, that was back in the day. Um, I never really got into MySpace because I think that was more of a teenage thing, uh, high school thing, and that fizzled out. But then obviously then we have Facebook, but the whole intent of these social media platforms is to connect people. And now where it's gotten very censor, you know, a lot of, obviously there's a pretty obvious censorship going on. You can't deny it. I don't care what side of the aisle, what you believe in. You have to be, I would imagine, at least from my perspective, be alarmed regardless of your political affiliation or what your ideology is, if your ideology includes freedom of speech, I would think, at least I would hope, that that would impact you on a personal level to say, geez, if they could do it to what I consider the big guys in social media, you know, whether it's the White House, whether it's entertainment, whether it's, you know, a movie star, whether, you know, if they're doing it to them, of course the movie stars, I'm not, censor them all you want. No, I'm only kidding. But if, if they can do it with somebody that has that kind of clout, you know that they can do it to the average little person. And, and so for me, that's alarming. Oh, absolutely, it's alarming. Um, there's censorship everywhere. And I just have to kind of uh, reiterate my sentiments about that. <clears throat> there is censorship everywhere. And why is that happening? There is so much information out there. And for me, it goes back to also, we hear a lot about fact checkers, right? First of all, I'm curious, how do you become a fact checker? By getting paid a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should be our own advocates and our own fact checkers. And I know, you know, for me, I try as much as possible, well, and I do look at different uh, news websites because I want to know what they're saying about a different item. It, and I compare them, I'm like, wait a minute, this is way off, you know. What is the actual truth here? <laughs> Sometimes I can't find the answer. So that to me, scary. It, it's very scary. Like what is the real deal? So I know that there's different alternative um, new sources out there. And it's kind of funny because when I was checking out something the other day, I just happened to pop on Facebook and I have not been on personally been on Facebook um, really all that much in the past three months. But what came up, <laughs> I don't know if I saved it, but somebody had posted a picture of Walter Cronkite. Oh my God, I cannot believe you're saying that because I was just thinking that. And it's this a, is how two sisters work. We kind of like, right. I was, I know exactly. I, I think I actually posted it as well. Go ahead, because so that's exactly what I was thinking of. He's not going to know who Walter Cronkite is. Or, you know, I may be wrong about that. Maybe you do know who he is. 
but I believe he was with, um, well, he was a newscaster, um, highly regarded, amazing newscaster, and he reported the news. That was it. But, and that's the way it is, or that's the way it was, yeah. it, whatever the date is. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find that because it was so pure in my head. I did. I actually found it. Uh, and it says, younger Americans will have trouble believing this. But there was once this guy named Walter Cronkite who would read the news on television every night. He didn't seem to have an agenda or try to make anyone look bad or good. He would just read the news. And then, get this, we would all just make up our own minds about what he thought, but about what we thought. He didn't interview, he didn't do like, um, you know, talking heads. He just read the news matter of factually, and then he would just sign off and shut up. Mm -hmm. And what he would say was, and that's the news. And the most, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The most trusted man in America. Yeah, I'm wondering who. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up right now. CBS. I thought it was ABC, but I'm not no, sure. CB, he was with CBS News yeah. yeah. for about 19 years, like 1962 to 1981. He yeah. actually has the same birthday as Daddy, November 4th. Um, he yes. is 10 years older than Daddy. That's true. And, that I remember. And yes, it was CBS. He was there for 19 years. The most trusted man in America. And that's, you know, if you look up Wikipedia, if you can trust that, which I'm hoping we can still trust that. Uh, he was also a junior. He was American broadcast journalist who served as anchorman for the CBS Evening News for 19 years. You don't even see that anymore. You know, that kind of um, association with, you know, because everyone just flip-flops so easy. But he was an amazing man. He had that very rich voice, very calming, but very... You know, and I, I do, I remember just sitting there and I think we did that as a family. We sat there and we would watch the news. Right. This is, Wal this is Walter Cronkite and this is, and that's the news or he had some phrase. And that's the way it was. Sign off. I got to look at truth. Uh, seeking truth, you both. I got to find out what famous line. That's what I'm going to look up famous line at end of news because he did, he had, um, and it was just something almost endearing in, uh, you look forward to that. Let's see, departing. Oh, okay. Cronkite is known for his departing cat, uh, cat, uh, catchphrase, which was, and that's the way it is, followed by the date of the broadcast. What an icon. Oh, my God. What a legacy. Yeah, he was. And I wish, I wish journalism's journalist, journalist tongue-tied today, would practice what kind of their their earlier icons within their own industry what they stood for i, I wish they kind of got back to that and just reported the news no bias no opinion no innuendo and no um curve to the the story just report the story good bad or indifferent report the story Right, exactly. I mean, a true icon, you know, and I can remember 
well, I actually was too young to remember this, but you know, in the different um, JFK assassination documentaries, um, Walter Cronkite reporting to the nation. Um, that was, I still remember that. And he, and every time I watch it, um, you know, cause it comes up frequently on, on, you know, the different biographies and whatnot. Um, on H, not HGTV, but um, you know, like the Smithsonian History, right? Okay. History channels and whatnot, and probably, obviously, next month because that would be, you know, right. his anniversary. November, I think it's November twenty second, and so they they do a lot of, and I remember that. I remember sitting in our living room, which would be well. I don't know if we would characterize it as. I guess we characterize it as the family slash living room, the room with the bookcases and the mm -hmm. uh, fireplace. And I remember, you know, the black and white TV. And I just remember sitting there and we didn't go to school. We actually, his, his funeral, uh, JFK's funeral was uh, on television live. And, you know, we were, you know, we came together as a country in mourning and it wasn't, you know, JFK was one of those Democrats that you just absolutely adored. You adored the family, but regardless of party, you just so respected him. Now, not to say that he didn't have his own issues too. I mean, I don't think there's one president that you can say scathes something or other, but he was, he was very well respected and very much adored you know, that the whole Camelot years, you know, that for, for us, you know, England has their royalty. This was Americans royalty. So it really was a, a simpler time. And I think as we are going through so many memories of, of what we've personally experienced as a family and going through old memories and old photos that are black and white and really reminiscing and talking about and thinking about the things that we remembered and or that come up that spark that memory. Uh, it's endearing and, you know, sometimes you do, you long for the, the simpler times. Right, and, you know, I think a lot of this is coming up because obviously these tumultuous times that we're in and, it, you know, 2020 for everyone has been such a tumultuous year. <laughs> cancel culture. I mean, I can go on and on and on. But, you know, I, I just wish, you know, I look back to like the, you know, the Walter Cronkites, the, the John Kennedys, you know, that was when, you know, there were Democrats and there were Republicans. Definitely two different ideologies, but they more or less work together. And there's just so much division. I, I can't, it's kind of hard for me to describe it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, I, I wish we were in similar times, but unfortunately we're not. We're not. But I, I also do say back then there was more reaching of across the aisle to make things work, to have joint ventures and, and um, uh, bipartisanship. And I, I think that's what's lacking because sadly, you know, the, what is going on of the underscores of the layers of government and, and sadly the American people have been the kind of the victims and the hostages of this, this power, this money, 
And it's, it's not just, I mean, we related to it's all coming out in 2020 or a good chunk of it is, but this has been going on for decades, people. This is not something that just erupted over the last four years. All of a sudden, you know, we're finding out about it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, critical thinkers, have had their doubts over the years and have done many books about it. But the fact remains that these layers of really abuse of power has been going on for decades. And I wish, um, a part of me really feels that the country cannot heal and cannot move forward unless you get all the ugly out. And although we'd like to label that 2020 has been a tumultuous year, because it has been, there have been blessings, but mm -hmm. I think we, we are at a pivotal point in kind of in our universe and, you know, in our country and in the world where, you know, it truly is good versus evil, uh, black versus white. And I'm not talking race here. I'm talking about, you know, day versus night, you know, the paramounts of, you know, one side to the other, because we always chat about that. Life is a coin. There's two sides. So I think there's been so many decades of this tumultuous time being hidden and the battles of the power, you know, the power struggle, the money struggle, the, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. This favor for you, you better give me two favors. Bribery, secrets, lies, all this stuff has been buried for decades. And I think, you know, this particular year, this particular year precisely was for this moment, which sounds, I know, bizarre, but I do believe that 2020 as tough, tumultuous, sad, anger, and yes, we see the blessings. I think this moment in time was chosen for a reason to finally get out the ugly that so Americans have been blinded, either they've been blinded to, or they want retribution, they want justice for all of us as Americans, because until we get that justice, until all this ugly decades of crap that underlining layers of government have been doing to the to US citizens, we can't move forward. We can't even begin, we can't even begin healing the aisle of either side of those particular parties until all this shit, all this gunk, all this gooey, awful stuff comes out. And once it's out, obviously then you hope that they're, you know, the, the people, the American people, justice has been served us by the first step is getting the information out, releasing documents, letting it, just let it go. Cause we can never totally clean and wipe away and move forward and heal until this is done. And that's why I, I truly believe 2020 was chosen for this moment in time. Hmm. That's a good, kind of a good perspective at, at looking at things and you know, uh, something funny kind of popped in my head. There's a whole lot of popping going on. Do you remember? It reminds me of that movie, and I don't remember the name of it. And I was probably about 12 or 13 when I went to the movie theater to see it. It was about green slime. Oh, yes. Green slime. Hmm. It's just the green slime is really coming out. Oozing. It's like in the crevices, it's all over the place. It's gooey, ooey slime. You're right. Green slime. 
Yeah, uh, Green Slime. Let me see, Green Slime, the movie. I'm just going to see if I can pull it up real quick because now you got me, you got my mind going. Green Slime, the movie. Well, they said the, the Green Slime is coming. Um, the Green Slime. That's what's coming up. 1968, The Green Slime. That's what it's called. Luciana Paluzzi stars Robert Halton, Luciana Paluzzi, and Richard somebody. The Green Slime, 1969, slash, and then there was slash Rotten Tomatoes. So, I mean, you know, we got a lot of rot going on. We got a lot of slime. We got a lot of goo, and it needs to just ooze out. Well, actually, I don't even want it to ooze out. I think it's been oozing. I want it to be more like a volcano. Just get it out. Just get all this crap out, and... Don't censor what's coming out. I know a lot of people think the American people can only take so much of it. And I, I do agree to that to a certain extent, but I think the drips have been coming all year long for a reason, for a purpose, because this was the year it was meant to come out. So let's just get it out. Because you know what, once you do it, just you feel better. You're like, oh, okay. You know, it, it, it could be for someone that's, oh my God, I, I knew this was going on. And now I feel like, yay, I, I wasn't going insane. Or you can have someone who's been that critical thinker all along. They want to say, I told you so. I don't think it's an appropriate time to say, I told you so. I think it's an appropriate time to validate my hard critical thinking actually did mean something. That I, there was value in what I was feeling. And I trusted and went with my gut. And then the third thing, because you know the power of three is always there, is for those that have had that shield on who do not think there's no way this stuff has been going on. And I'm going to stick so close to this one side. Maybe now that, that the blinder can, can come off and it's okay. And I hope in the end that people use their words carefully. It's not a time for, I told you so. It's not a time to get in someone's face and say, what have I been telling you all along? It's not a time for, you know, how corrupt your side is. It's a time to heal. It's a time to say, okay, we're in this together as citizens, as US citizens, as America as a whole, and we're gonna heal as a whole, but we're not gonna play the blame game. Because I think that is a disservice to every individual that's American that wants to see justice, but it's also going to give us the ability to have empathy for those that this is gonna be a shock to them or that everything that they truly believed in wasn't true. I wouldn't want to rub that into someone else's face. That, that would be like saying you knew a family member. And that's kind of how I, I'm, I'm really trying to look at everything that's going on in our country is you have a family member and you were thought they were this, you know, whatever, and maybe had them on this pedestal and you find out they're not. And it's hurtful. It's crushful. It's like, oh, but you somehow you, you say, okay, well, Forgiveness has to come into play or we're not all perfect. So let's move forward. So I hope as a country, we don't get into each other's faces of the I told you so game because that would be a disservice. And that's not really the point of getting justice. That's not the point of, of letting all the information out and then the stepping stones to heal. You can't do that if you're going to play the blame game because you're still holding on to some sort of tug and war. I don't, I don't see a purpose. I don't feel that that adds value. And it's going to impact it in just a negative light. And we don't want to do that. Right, exactly. Um, so the Amy, Col Amy, the judge, Amy Coney. Barrett. Barrett. I'm so sorry, everyone. I 
was tongue twi. Tongue twi. I'm having issues, aren't I? Well, that's okay. It's good to be tongue twi because usually it's me. So I'm kind of glad to see that. <laughs> Because it happened. Those uh, confirmation hearings are still going on today. It looks like there will be some kind of a vote. I believe it's next week. And I also did see a brief uh, news alert that there's some kind of protest going on. Everyone, just be safe. Just be right, safe. right. I believe the hearing today is um, maybe witnesses. And then it. I believe, from what I heard, that... Um, Senator uh, Lindsey Graham was then going to put it in a vote to get it out of this kind of a session and move to to vote to get it to a vote or something like that. But I could be wrong. But I heard the same thing. And it, it, it really was uh, telling in, in many ways. And I have to say she was day two. Well, actually, this one yesterday was day three because you had the opening day. Then you had day one of kind of cross-examinations in day two, which was yesterday. So a total of three days already. She has held her composure. Uh, she's very poised. She's very intellect. She knows her law and, and she has, you can see the passion that she has for her law. And one thing I will say, kudos to her. And I think anyone that goes through that, that grueling process. What I really found enlightening was those that were coming from a, say, I would consider a negative angle. I always wonder, you know, when you have somebody that's just kind of shooting off those kinds of things, do they say that with posture, with confidence, and with actually good information or facts that back up what they're saying? Or are they going the other end because of their own uh, in, uh, def deficiencies, meaning that they're not as postured and or confident. And I thought, that's what I found that I, I, the ones that really came after her, where they were trying to come off as being confident, they actually weren't. It actually did the opposite effect. It, to me, it really focused on their deficiencies, either in the intellect of what they were chatting about they weren't prepared, you know, they're going through notebooks and there she is staying postured and answering fluently with confidence, passion, and uh, it's in such a calming way. And when they did not, in my mind, get what they were kind of after, then they got snarky, they got a little smirky, you know, with the finger pointing, going to the books and almost in attack mode. And to me, that just emphasized them and their insecurities versus her who remained postured. Oh, absolutely. And let me just say, <laughs> the senator from the state of Connecticut, Senator Blumenthal. He's a doozy. Idiot. I'm just going to come out and say it, idiot. I did listen to him. And what you said about their, their, you know, getting snarky and whatnot, that's almost a, I would consider a defense mechanism. Like they are trying to commit convince themselves as they're doing their snarkiness or whatever you want to call it and they he did not sound credible like i i want to hear the hard questions i want to hear the answers i don't want to hear the snarkiness now of course there's going to be i'm sure which there has been there's going to be attitudes there's going to be <laughs> Oh my God, I just want to like bitch slap them through the 
TV. Well, I thought it was inappropriate. I, I think what is appropriate is to ask her valid questions. What I don't think is acceptable, what I think is a waste of time, not only to the Senate, to first and foremost to the American people, is using this stage, this platform that is supposed to be a hearing, a confirmation hearing, but they seem to be using it more for an attack on the president and a backdoor to a back campaign of Mr. Biden. And that's not what the hearing is about. The hearing is a confirmation hearing, not all this other noise. And I think because today is what, 19 days away from the election, I truly believe that they are running rapidly, nervously scared. I don't think that most of their party is very confident in Mr. Biden. And how could you not be not confident in him? Because obviously, even though we're not medical experts, there have been a few medical experts that have come out and said, you know, from what they are seeing, obviously without physically actually doing that physical, their opinion. Now, when someone who specializes in those areas of medical expertise, that means they're giving their expert opinion based on, which on the flip side, many try to do that with the president as well. But there's a definite difference in his cognitive ability, which is actually documented by his own speaking, his own speeches, his own events that he attends. So it's not a question of a formation of an opinion from, from an aspect of actually witnessing him displaying these serious issues. I think that there's some relevance in experts coming out in that field that say with, you know, and they do that they, in all fairness, we have not, you know, given him a physical. However, what he's displaying, we do not think he has the cognitive ability. Because if you don't, you're asking him to run for the greatest position of our country, which is powerful, which you have to think on your feet. You have to have energy. I mean, look at all the energy that President Trump has displayed even just coming out of the hospital. I mean, he's running around circles around everyone. And if you don't have that, now you've got something possibly not right with your mind. You need that to make decisions and to have the finger on the button, that all important button. So for those things alone, that should be a wake up call. And I don't think they're confident in what is going on right now. And that is why sadly they've used the hearing as another platform to disrespect the president, drag him into, which I can understand on certain questions they, they should ask. I think it's a very good question to ask where they asked, you know, have you met with President Trump? Has he swayed you in any way? Those are all appropriate questions. I'm not offended by them. And no American should be offended by them because he is touting her. So the obvious question would be to ask those questions, but also embrace her answers and her answers were one, one of very confident in, uh, about the law. The other interesting piece and I'm gonna turn it over to you was uh, where um, Senator, oh, what is his name? I can't think of his name, but he, he, he directly asked her, you know, if she was a white supremacist, which she's clearly said she's not. But then he also took a, a question from 
Klavrachuk, I'm probably not pronouncing her name correctly, and he we asked her the same question as if she didn't answer it the first time. So I think they get hung up on certain things that pertain to their hatred, and it is hatred. You can't, you can't be that nasty of a person and not have true hate in your heart. The hatred for the President of the United States, and then also using this platform as an extension of the uh, Mr. Biden's campaign. And I think that is a disservice to the American people. Amen. Couldn't agree with you more. Trending Thursday, what is trending for you in your world? Uh, what is trending? I'm gonna tell you what's trending. Okay. Um, I'm so excited I got my treats. Don't shake that. Oh, oh that's why I was making it off. Sorry, sorry, sorry everyone. I didn't realize I was making it this way because it's right near the microphone, which is not good. Uh, I'm excited about our company came out with a new product and it's called Treats, which sounds kind of weird when you think about it, what it's doing, but then I kind of guess what it is. So it is something that, you know, for someone that truly is looking, is on that weight uh, mission of losing weight, you know, obviously we always talk about gut health. We talk about, you know, the value of premium vitamins and supplements, working out, mindset, all these different things but it's great to have some tools. So I actually tried it yesterday and it's something that if you're going to eat um, anything that's high, high car, I mean, carbohydrates are good. A lot of people like freak out when you can't eat carbohydrates. You know, obviously if you're someone that's trying to lose weight, you know, that is a consideration, but there are good carbohydrates. But if you're eating say carbohydrates and or something that's a little on the fat side containing fat, I love peanut butter. Now I do use a lot of powdered peanut butter, but there are times that I truly like a true peanut butter with banana. Now the banana part is good, great in potassium, it's good for your gut health. And if you're gonna have a carbohydrate for bread, your best bet is rye bread. It's the best for your gut health, but it's also one of the most nutritional breads that you can eat. So I decided I'm gonna have a peanut butter and banana sandwich on rye bread, but I didn't feel like the powdered peanut butter. I'm like, hi, I just want that real peanut butter. So what happens is you take two of these treats, they're capsules, and they help block, and you have to take it right after you eat it because it wants to get it to right before it's in that digestive. And so it helps block some of the carbohydrates and some of the fats. So I'm gonna kind of see how that goes, but I was pretty excited about that. It's what's trending for me. Uh, I love, sampling new products and being able to say with confidence, yes, I, I like the way I feel, did not make me feel odd or anything like that. But anything that's gonna help clean out your, your uh, intestines is so important for healthy gut. And so I'm pretty excited about that as well as my third day with my water weights. I'm absolutely loving that. And the other thing that was trending was Tuesday and Wednesday prime uh, Prime on Amazon, as well as Best. I, there was two TVs I was looking at. One was on Best Buy and one was on Amazon. But I thought this is the first, not first, this is the first wave of sales. And I'm like, hmm, I think I could maybe get a little bit better deal. So I decided to wait. How about you? Well, a lot of little things going on, you know, as always, um, keeping real busy. Um, after this broadcast, I'll be doing my kickboxing workout. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, yeah, just, you know, one thing at a time here. Um, 
later on, I think, uh, I'm not sure what time, I think it's eight o'clock, President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden are doing their simultaneous um, town hall rallies, if you will. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't know that they were simultaneous. Yeah, I, I just saw that um, because I'm going to watch President Trump and I'm going to tape Joe Biden. I want to hear what the guy has to say. I do. Right. I'm interested. So they're, they're, are they in the same state or what? I, I am not sure about that. Hmm. I know that it said it, they were doing it at the exact same time. So this should be quite interesting. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. One's on NBC, I heard, right? One's on NBC, one's... I think so. Yeah. So we'll have to find that out. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we'll be hitting the record button on that. But in any event, Trending Thursday, um, it's absolutely gorgeous out. Wherever you are, make your own kind of gorgeous. Be gentle, be kind, do well in the world. We're all here for a reason. And 2020, we've got, you know, about two and a half months left. Let's make it the rest of 2020 so flipping awesome that 2021 is coming up quickly and let's just embrace one another and love one another reporting to you live from the circle my name is janice aka wellness diva on that heart rate monitor and i am with two sisters and this is carol sue aka nani boss live from vero beach partly sunny skies i'm going to take it i'm going to get my uh exercise in and reiterate kindness and forward two and a half months left two and a half months that's a lot of time guys although time goes quickly make it your best take 2020 back leave your imprint live by the golden rule and have a great day everyone bye everyone take care we'll see you tomorrow